0: everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Creep Academy. I'm your host, Ghastly Ash. I know I'm a couple of days later than usual when posting this week's episode, and I sincerely apologize, but my planning days during the weekend kind of got away from me a little bit. But that said, today's episode is not only going to be one that many of you are familiar with topic-wise, but you may even have a few stories regarding this yourself. This episode, we're going to be talking about the phenomenon known as the shadow people. I've had this topic written as a must-do episode since I first started brainstorming this podcast, both because of a story that was shared with me from a friend, which I'll be sharing today, but as well as because this time I personally have a number of my own weird experiences with this whole issue, and it took me a while to finally pull the trigger on recording this one because, one, there's a metric fuck-ton of stories to wade through in order to choose the ones that I would feel were most interesting to you guys to share. And because I haven't really experienced a whole quote unquote shadow person in a few years and I kind of feel like I'd be jinxing myself talking about it. I know it's really weird and superstitious, but I'm going to risk it in this case just to be able to share with you guys. So onward we go. As a quick explanation, just in case you have no idea what I'm talking about yet. Shadow people are this pretty worldwide phenomenon where you witness a dark, almost featureless humanoid creature that tends to flicker in and out of vision. But unlike ghost encounters, these figures usually are seen as malevolent and there's countless of stories of the figures even attacking people. So it's a little bit different here. And there are many different explanations for these figures as there are cultures. The most common answers I've come up with from people I researched and for those close to me when I've asked them about this are demons and evil spirits, of course, sleep paralysis hallucinations, extraterrestrials, signs of schizophrenia, beings from another dimension, symptoms of sleep deprivation, and I've even heard a few people kind of talking about that it could be a djinn or a skinwalker. So I'll let you guys know what camp I fall into later on in the cast when I'm sharing my experiences, but if you guys have any ideas of what it could be, feel free to share it with me. So the problem with pinning down what these things could be and result of is because the stories regarding these encounters with shadow people vary from being in bed, hence the sleep-related explanations, to being full daylight, wide-awake encounters that more than one individual witnessed at once. So it's not just something that could be written off as, oh, everyone has the exact same experience, right? But one of the creepiest parts of the stories, I thought, were most of the described shadowy figures are wearing hats of some sort, and most often a top hat. So it's pretty weird in and of itself that so many people have the same experience, but again, I'll let you guys decide after hearing all of these stories what you think. The first story goes a little something like this. When I was in sixth grade, as I recall, about 11 years old, I was invited to a barbecue at a local park by a fellow classmate. I live in Las Vegas, so parks tend to consist of a playground, an adequate grass field for sports, and a walkway surrounding. This particular park happened to be surrounded by six to seven foot brick walls all around except the front of the park, which led to the street, and a single doorway wide entrance opposite of that in the back, which led to a neighborhood apartment complex. After a day of playing, as most kids tend to do, it was time to go home. We were tasked with collecting all of my friends' younger brothers and sisters. There were four of us, same-aged kids actively looking for about seven or so younger children. The park wasn't too huge, and there was only one brick building which served as the restrooms by the front. The kids weren't too hard to find, but this is where things took a turn towards the paranormal. Halfway through the park we see a dark figure of what appears to be a small child. Thinking it was one of the siblings we were looking for, we naturally start running towards it. At this point, the figure is making a dash towards the back of the park, so we give chase and start yelling at the child to stop. As this dark, black-colored figure is reaching the end, the most fucked-up, completely spookiest thing I've ever seen in my life ensues next. The dark, childlike figure turns completely white, starts running on all fours for like 10 feet, runs up the tree like a cat, and uses the elevation to jump over the wall to the apartment complex. Seized by terror, we ran back to the front of the park. The figure was completely solid and I have three eyewitnesses that can back up my claim. I know it wasn't made up." Quote. So that story was one of the first that I came across and it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies because it sounded an awful lot like the horror stories that my mom and my uncles would tell us growing up about the spooky shit that would happen to them when they lived in the small town of Center, Colorado. Which, if you know where Center is located, it's just south of Pueblo and not far at all from the New Mexico border. So it kind of makes sense that shape-shifting and skin-walking types of stories were something that would permeate the word-of-mouth type of tales that we grew up with personally. But this next tale comes directly from a friend of mine and definitely gave me a different point of view regarding this encounter. Quote, it was my junior or senior year in college, so 2002 to 2003-ish, when I had this encounter. I was trying to fall asleep, but my Labrador puppy, Ripley, was acting restless. He kept walking in a circle on the bed and whining. He was driving me nuts, so I picked him up and placed him in his carrier at the foot of my bed. His kennel had a zipper closer, and the second that I zipped it shut it was thrown back onto the bed by an unseen force. I know I wasn't sleeping because I could see Fraser playing on my TV. I vividly remember the silhouette of the Seattle Space Needle building playing from the intro. I laid there paralyzed as I saw a bright bluish white light outside my window. I watched as a shadowy humanoid figure with glowing red eyes entered my room through the window without opening it. He just transported right through the wall. My body began to levitate above the bed then the figure pushed my body over to the side of the bed. I couldn't scream or move. Suddenly I fell toward the floor but stopped and hovered just above the carpet. I managed to make a whimpering muffled scream and that seemed to break the trance where I could move enough to pull myself back onto the bed. Everything stopped and the figure vanished. I quickly grabbed my puppy out of the carrier and ran through the house looking for my roommates, but no one was home. I had a friend in the next apartment building over, so I went to his place with Ripley in hand. I asked him recently if he remembered me telling him what happened that night. He said he remembered me being really freaked out, but didn't remember why. I'm still fearful that it will visit me again, so I have a hard time sleeping alone. I've done some internet searching to try and see what attacked me that night. My instinct was that it was extraterrestrial. Some searches led me to shadow people, but whatever it was, it was scary as hell. Most of the time when I share this story, people tell me that it was sleep paralysis or ask if I was on drugs. I've never done any kind of drug, not even marijuana, and I know I was awake. Someone suggested I try hypnosis to see if I can recount any other details from that night but close to 18 years later, I'm still too frightened to relive that night. End quote. So, <laughs> as a quick word before I move on to the next story, perhaps if a friend approaches you or turns to you with a story like this, maybe try a little bit more to be supportive than immediately asking them if they're on drugs or just dismissing their terror with a scoff. I mean, even as someone who tries to see logic first in all of this kind of stuff, I mean, they're your friend after all. Anyway... This next story is closer to my own experiences that I've had, which is why I chose to share this one in addition to mine. Quote, I'm usually not one to talk about my situation, as it happened about 14 years ago, and anyone that I have gone out of my way to share this with immediately put a lot of discredit upon the topic. My spouse and close friends have always been the most intrigued. I only had one occurrence that I recall the most, and others that don't have much substance behind it is this one. When I was 14, I was sharing the basement recreation area with my stepbrother at the time. My parents had spent time building me a room in the basement at my request, but lo and behold, I slept most of the time out in the quote playroom or whatever you wanted to call it. I didn't start sleeping in my room until I was about 16. However, this instance further confirmed why I didn't. It was between 2 and 4 a.m. I don't recall the exact time, but I had originally fallen asleep on the floor next to the futon my stepbrother was sleeping on. He faced the wall and was heavily snoring to boot. I had woken up and couldn't fall directly back to sleep, so I tossed and turned while the ambience of the TV kept spreading through the basement. Out of nowhere, I became completely stiff and unable to move my entire body but my neck and head. At this point, feet pointed towards the wall and the TV behind me, I started to look around because I had become immediately filled with anxiety and fear. I was thinking about this being sleep paralysis at the time, until the next step took. I laid there in silence, heavy snoring from my left. It felt as if someone or something was sitting on my body, restraining me on my shoulders, which, due to claustrophobia issues, freaked me out. I heard a very faint voice at first in the distance. Josh, are you there? I know you're there. Eyes peeled wide open, trying to diagnose me being crazy at this point. It then spoke again. Josh, can you hear me? I know you can hear me. Come to your bedroom. I continued to try and ignore it as I felt I was about to puke and was becoming really scared. In a much louder, gruffer voice, it spoke to me again. Josh, I know you can hear me. Come to your bedroom. As if the biggest weight was off my body, I was immediately able to move and I sat up in a split second and rose to my feet. The voice continued to call my name and demand my presence in my room. Like any unoriginal horror movie, I was pleading with my brain to not do it, but stupid me decided to make the way toward the bedroom. The door always remained shut, and as I had put my hands on the doorknob, I heard one more time, Josh! Are you coming? Open the door! At the time, I had a small basement window big enough to sneak out of the house that was parallel to the doorway. As I slowly creaked open the door, in a cold sweat, there was what appeared to be a dim lit yellow eye shape in the window, in the shape of some sort of dark figure staring deep into my soul wide-eyed and terrified, I looked up and was locked on for about 30 seconds. The eyes got brighter and became dim and then repeated. I slammed the door immediately and bolted to the other end of the basement for the light and proceeded to rock back and forth because there was no explanation for me. My stepbrother woke up in a panic and I was petrified. We went back into the room together and turned the light on and nothing was there. Nothing was outside and when we went to check further, there was no other evidence anything had ever been there. He stayed up with me for a bit until I fell back asleep, and nothing like that occurred again. I cannot advise whom, why, where, or what, but this has left the biggest impact on me to this day. I know the difference between dreaming and being in an altered state of mind, but this was the most real I have ever felt behind a paranormal episode. That voice makes my body tingle and my hair on my arms raise every time I think about it. I feel good knowing that I'm not completely alone in this type of thing, and all I can do is hold on to the memory as nothing has been explained or uncovered otherwise." Quote. So like I said, this story is most similar to what I've experienced in my early to mid twenties, except in my experiences at the time, I would see the shadow figures first just moving slowly and whispering as they'd make their way up the stairs in the apartment that I used to live in. And at first, I would fight and fight until I could move again because I was frozen, just like the other storyteller had said. And once I could move, what I would usually do is I would drop to the side of the bed that had the television stand in it because it was kind of a little nook back there. And I'd wedge myself into the corner, kind of hiding from the shapes that were still climbing up the stairs once I knew I was awake completely. And usually after I was hiding for a few seconds, they would vanish. But after I moved from that location of that apartment, I would see the same shapes kind of just standing over me in my room about an inch from my face, just whispering. And I could never make out what they were saying. It was just a whisper noise. And I couldn't scream no matter how much I tried. And I just remember being completely frozen terrified. And all I could move was my hand. I couldn't even move my head. And I would try as hard as I could to grasp the hand of my boyfriend at the time, to try and squeeze hard enough to wake him up so that he could notice, but I couldn't do anything else and I was only able to wake him up maybe a handful of times this way. And when I did, I remember him telling me that it was terrifying to him because he'd wake up and see my eyes wide open and I was obviously scared and just tears running down my face, but no sound and I was always struggling to breathe. So these episodes kind of led me into having a deep-seated fear of being alone at that time, and I would have massive panic attacks at the idea of being by myself for longer than a few minutes, especially it was terrible at night or in the mornings when I was supposed to be asleep. It was so bad that if ever I had a day off, or if my boyfriend at the time wasn't going to be there, I would wake up with him, and at that time he worked in a factory, so it was super early when he would wake up, so around 4 a.m., and I'd have him actually drive me to my sister's or my mom's house, just so that I could feel safe enough to actually fall back to sleep. It was really, really bad for a while. And for me, personally, I've resolved to chalk it up to it being hallucinations from sleep deprivation or sleep paralysis. And because I've I've never had a fully awake encounter, but it hasn't happened since I've moved to California. But who knows? Maybe I dodged an evil being or something. But My opinion is on the sleep paralysis side of things, luckily not all of the stories revealed a shape that had ill intent. And this last story that I wanted to share with you was definitely different from the rest. Quote, this has been one and only true paranormal experience to date. I've had a few encounters with seeing shadow people, but this is the one that truly terrified me. One summer evening, I had stayed up late watching Headbangers Ball on MTV with my older sister. I was a big fan of death metal as a kid. This was summer 2005. I got up to go to bed and as I passed our front door to go to my room, I see a Native American man standing there. I will never forget. He was about 6'3 to 6'5. He had on a black suit and one of those old timey top hats. He had long hair and piercing eyes. I froze in fear for a moment and then began to scream loudly. My sister jumped up and saw him as well and threw a nearby salt shaker at him. Why, I don't know. But and this part is what got me. His fa- face contorted into an incredibly sad expression and he turned around and phased through our front door. I will never forget feeling so bad for screaming what I could only assume was a friendly entity, as dumb as that may sound. A few days later I was telling the story to my dad, who was out of state at the time, and he asked me to explain what the spirit looked like. Afterwards, he said, my description sounded just like his great uncle who had died when my father was small. I still think about those sad eyes from time to time. End quote. So that's it for those stories. What do you guys think? Is this sleep related? Aliens? Demons? Something else? Have any of you experienced anything like this before? If so, make sure, please let me know. I'd love to hear your stories. You can share them with me at Creep Academy Cast on Instagram or head over to CreepAcademy.com to email me. And don't forget, guys, please, please like, share, and especially review the podcast if you love it. Doing so helps Creep Academy climb up the charts and gets me in front of new audiences, so it would be really appreciated if you guys would do that for me. Or if you have any suggestions on how to make it better, I'm all ears, but I'll see you creeps on the next episode.